We are uh, a little weird today, as you can see, and uh, that's good because that's our message series. And uh, as we'll see this morning, as we continue talking about weird, uh, that is part of the uh, the challenge we have. You know, uh, am I standing too close to the mics, Eric, or something? No. Okay. Um, anyway, <laughs> this is going to be weird. It's going to be weird. That's good. Weird is good. We're called to be weird. That's what we've been talking about, right? Um, as we get into uh, scripture today, um, if if you you know you think about it, um, when we're talking about the call in our life to live differently, right? To live weird, to not be normal, right? It was kind of first week, you know. There's normal and there's weird, right? That's where we're supposed to be, right? And Last week, we're set apart, we're holy, right? And so that's why we live different, because we're set apart and holy. And it shouldn't surprise us, because, well, frankly, the God that we serve, the God who has claimed us, as we heard last week, is um, not normal. I mean, the God that we serve is not normal, right? can prove it to you. He, he even proclaims himself to be not normal when you uh, get into the uh, get into the scriptures there guys can you move me ahead it looks like that's not working yet there we go so if you look at Isaiah 55 which you just heard read Isaiah 55 you can see it's going to say says the lord so through Isaiah god is going to describe uh, himself here right and he says, my thoughts are nothing like your thoughts. So notice there's a distinction there, right? His thoughts are nothing like normal thoughts, our thoughts. His thoughts are normal thoughts. They're not like our thoughts, right? If we think about our thoughts as being normal thoughts, they're not like our thoughts. So they're not normal. They're, they're just, God thinks different, right? And if you follow through... And my ways are far beyond anything you could imagine. So if our ways are normal, his ways would be different, right? They'd be different. I mean, God is describing himself here and saying, listen, for just as the heavens are higher than the earth, so my ways are higher than your ways and my thoughts are higher than your thoughts. He's saying, listen, I'm not normal. I'm just not a run-of-the-mill God. I'm not... A, the normal. It can't just take me and put me in the pantheon like the Romans were doing with all the other places that they conquered. I am not your basic normal God. And in that sense, we can look at God and say, our God is the one true God. He is absolutely unique. And he is also, in that sense, weird. That his thoughts, his ways, they're just not normal. And that's where our lives, when we walk in the footsteps of Jesus, that's where our lives move from normal and regular to becoming extraordinary. And we can see God acting in uh, less than normal ways if we go through the scriptures, right? And I just can run you through two quick uh, stories where God gets involved in people's lives and... Uh, he just doesn't act in the normal the normal kind of way. So if you go ahead and look at the next slide, he's uh, going to get 
involved in Gideon's life. Remember Gideon? He's going to get involved in Gideon's life in uh, Judges 6. And it says, The angel of the Lord uh, came and sat beneath the great tree of Ophrah, which belonged to Joash of the clan of Abiezer. Gideon, son of Joash, was threshing wheat in the bottom of a wine press to hide grain from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said something really extraordinarily weird. Now, keep in mind, Gideon's doing what? He's threshing wheat, but he's threshing it where? In a hole. He's down in a wine press, right? Because he's living in fear because Israel is being oppressed by the Midianites. And so in that oppression, if you've got grain and the Midianites see that you have grain, what do you suppose they do? They help themselves to your grain. Exactly. Right? That would be normal selfishness. They help yourself to the grain. So here we have Gideon down in the hole threshing his wheat so the Midianites don't see it. And look at these extraordinarily weird comments, weird attitude, the weird way in which God, through this angel, speaks to and looks at Gideon. The angel of the Lord appeared to him, sorry, the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said, Mighty hero, the Lord is with you. What did he just call him? Mighty, that's right, mighty hero hiding out in the wine press. Yes, mighty hero down in a hole. <laughs> Seriously? He's certainly not acting like a mighty hero. He doesn't look like a mighty hero. And yet when God looks at him, God sees him and declares him what? Mighty hero. That's pretty weird. That's pretty weird. You see, that's the way God's thoughts are. God doesn't look at our world. He doesn't look at our lives the same way that we do. He doesn't look at the possibilities of what our life can become the same way we do. He knows so much more because his thoughts, remember, are higher and his visions for us are far beyond what we think. And so he can look at Gideon hiding out in a wine press and say, mighty hero. The conversation goes on. Sir, Gideon replied, if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? And where are all the miracles our ancestors told us about? Didn't they say the Lord brought us out of Egypt? But now the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites. What's Gideon's argument? Gideon looks at his life and says, wait a minute. Maybe you're missing out on the way things are around here. Here's what normal looks like. Here's what normal, I mean, we've heard about extraordinary things in the past, but here's what normal looks like. Normal looks like the Lord has abandoned us and handed us over to the Midianites. That's what's normal. Where's Gideon's thinking? It's very much in normal, right? It's very much in normal. Conversation continues. Then the Lord turned to him and said, Go with the strength you have and rescue Israel from the Midianites. I am sending you. That's weird. That is really weird. Again, God looks at Gideon and says, Go with the strength you have. What's he saying? He's saying that Gideon already, even as he's hiding in the hole... Gideon already possesses the strength 
to be able to accomplish what God wants to accomplish through his life. He doesn't have to go through a class. He doesn't have to go through an exam. He doesn't have to go through any kind of training experience. God looks at Gideon and thinks higher thoughts and bigger thoughts about Gideon's life. And he sees Gideon already has what Gideon needs, the strength he needs to be able to be God's servant and to do this incredible thing of rescuing Israel from the Midianites. And what qualifies Gideon to do that? It's in the statement. Go with the strength you have, rescue Israel from the Midianites. And then it says what? Say it with me, would you? I am sending you. What's the big difference? There's the big difference right there. God is claiming, setting apart Gideon. He is making Gideon holy. Gideon's life can no longer be normal. Can't be normal because he's being set apart to this purpose. A purpose that God sees he has been prepared for and is ready for. How many times do you look in the mirror and look at your own life and see what Gideon saw? Normal. Oppression. Frustration. Disappointment. How many times do we look in the mirror and think normal thoughts? And yet, remember, God thinks higher thoughts. He's not a normal God. And when you get claimed by Him, when you get set apart by Him, your life is not normal. Your life is not normal. When He gets involved and says, listen, I am sending you, and so Gideon tries to make the argument again about normal. But ultimately, Gideon has to take that step of faith. He just has to take the step of faith. Now, Gideon's not the only one to go through this experience, right? That if you understand that God is not normal and that he lays claim to our life and so our lives no longer are normal either and that he is one who qualifies us, sets us apart, makes us holy for that. The challenge for us then is we, we are put in positions for the opportunity to step out in faith. We're put in positions for the opportunity to step out in faith. This comes out of First Kings. It's the experience of Elijah and the uh, widow of Zarephath. You know the story? There's a widow who has a son... And uh, it says that Elijah told, was told by God to go uh, to the village of Zarephath and that there was a widow there and that that widow was going to feed him. And so he goes there and he arrives there. He sees the widow gathering sticks and he says to her, Would you please bring me a little cup of water? And as she was going to get it, he called out to her, And by the way, don't forget, bring me a bite of bread too. Sound like a simple request? Sounds normal. Simple request. Her response. But she said, I swear by the Lord your God that I don't have a single piece of bread in the house and I have only a handful of flour left in the jar and a little cooking oil in the bottom of the jug. I was just gathering a few sticks to cook this last meal and then my son and I will... What does she said her, say her normal is? Her normal is destitute. Her normal is, listen, <laughs> I'm getting some sticks. 
I'm going to cook up one last meal, and then we're, we're, we're going to starve to death. We're done. Look at the position that the woman now is placed in. But Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go ahead and do just what you've said. But make a little bread for me first. Then use what's left to prepare a meal for yourself and your son. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. There will always be flour and olive oil left in your containers until the time when the Lord sends rain and the crops grow again. What position is this widow now put in? She has to decide whether she's just going to stay normal, cook the last meal, give it to her son, forget the prophet, forget God's way, forget what God's word says, forget what God's calling on her life, whether she's going to stay normal and just make the last meal and say, that's it, I'm done. Or whether she does what? Something really weird. Something really weird. That she just simply steps out in faith and trusts that God has higher thoughts and a higher purpose and a higher plan for her life. Amen? You see that in there? Wow. She's in a position where she has to believe that the God she worships is not a normal God. He is an extraordinary God. She's put in a position where she simply has to take a step of faith. If you're a Christ follower, your life is going to be filled with these opportunities. We, at Christ Church, I mean, today we have our, our, our covenant member informational meetings about what's going on, everything that's been in the past and what we see in the future. And you know what? God is going to keep putting Christ Church in those same positions where, where we have to step out in faith. Those who have been around for a long time, do you remember what, five coming up on six years ago when we stepped out in faith and built this place? That was a big step. It was not normal. Well, it doesn't happen just once. God's going to keep putting us in those positions where he's going to challenge us just like the widow and say, listen, are, are you going to just believe your eyes? Are you going to believe your own, your own reason, your own mentality? Or are you just going to accept normal or are you going to take steps of faith? Are you going to trust that I am not a normal God? That I can do extraordinary things in your life and through your life? And so the widow, amazingly, it says in verse 15, so she did as Elijah said. What an extraordinary step. What an extraordinary step. What's at risk for us? What's at risk for us is we... We need to make sure we're always on guard for normal faith, normal religion. That we let somehow let our faith just become this normal religion thing. Because that's what happened to the Jews. That's what happened when Jesus came along and they couldn't see the Messiah. They couldn't see the activity of God invading their world. Why? Because they were trapped in their normal experience of what it meant to be religious people. And they weren't taking any steps of faith. They were just doing normal. Just doing normal. And that's exactly what Jesus 
uh, challenges them with. It says, so the Pharisees, the teachers of the law, they, they came to Jesus and said, don't your disciples follow our age-old traditions? They eat without first performing a hand-washing ceremony. Jesus replied, you hypocrites. Isaiah was right when he prophesied about you, for he wrote, these people honor me with their lips, but with their hearts they're far away from me. Their worship is a farce, for they teach man-made ideas as commands from God. For you ignore God's law and substitute your own tradition. What are they stuck in? Normal. Normal. They're just stuck in normal. Normal expectations of what their life of faith can be. And Jesus came to not let our lives settle in to normal. If we stay word-centered... Isaiah 55 says, listen, it will produce fruit. It's going to challenge us to live higher thoughts, do extraordinary things, because our God's not a normal God. And it's going to challenge us to not be focused on ourselves, but to be focused on others. You've heard this from me before, right? Simple truth. The church does not exist for the people in the church. The church exists for the people who aren't there yet. You got that, right? You know that. The church does not exist for the people in the church. The church exists for the people that aren't there yet. Right? Because that's God's extraordinary thoughts. That he could start with one man, Abram, who we heard about last week. That he could start with one man, Abram. And through Abram, reach every human heart. That's how big his thoughts are. That's how big his visions are. He looked at Gideon. And he saw the possibility of what Gideon could be if he stopped accepting normal. He looked at the widow of Zarephath and he saw what her life could become if she stopped accepting normal and just stepped into faith. And he looks at each one of us in the same way. And he looks at our church in the same way. If we don't accept normal, but we step out in faith. Let's pray. Father, we thank you this morning for being the extraordinary God that you are, who will not settle for normal, but keeps challenging us to live those extraordinary lives for which Jesus died. Father, we thank you that you look at us just the way you looked at Gideon and see us with extraordinary thoughts and dreams. And you look at us the same way you looked at that widow and put us in those positions where we can just step forward in faith, both individually and as a church. And so we ask this morning as we're together, just convince us by your word that our lives cannot be normal, that our lives need to be extraordinary for the kingdom of heaven. So encourage us and bless us now at your table. Strengthen us with this heavenly food that we can live those kind of lives. We ask this. In Jesus' precious name, amen.